0: All right, so there we are. We are looking into the future. We're looking at this ideal vision that we have of ourselves. And we're like, oh my God, we, we make more money. We, we look better. We feel better. We're, we're always on time. Uh, we're, we're more clean and more organized. We look good and we feel great. And so with a spray in our step, we take off. We're like, yeah, we are that person. And then we do something that the old us would do. And we're like, okay, well, I guess it wasn't in the cards for me. I failed and I quit perfectionism. Tis thy foe. You are listening to ADHD Big Brother, the podcast for adults struggling with their ADHD symptoms. Why? I'm your host, creator of the Nudge program, author of Descending to the Top. My name, Russ Jones. Nice to meet you. Guys, we are going to learn about some stuff. We're going to laugh about some stuff. And ladies and gentlemen, here is some stuff. All right, welcome to the podcast, guys. So let's do this. Let's just get my advertisements out of the way. This podcast is brought to you by Review Me, please, on iTunes, and give me five stars on Spotify. Uh, A humble request from Russ Jones, your ADHD big brother. This will, according to the internet gods, bolster the algorithm so that when people search for ADHD on iTunes or Spotify, they can find me. Please help me to be findable by reviewing and rating. And finally, this podcast could not be made without the sponsorship of Water and Sleep. Drink more, get more. Water and Sleep. Sorry, guys, I'm not a big fan of sponsorships, but they are a necessary evil sometimes when you're, when you're trying to build a thing, and ADHD Big Brother is a thing that I'm trying to build. And so your help and your support, it's always appreciated. So now I will now help and support you. All righty, let's pull this podcast out of the oven and get some tasty morsels. So if you guys have been following along for the past three podcasts, this is the start of the fourth week. That means that if you've been going along with me, that you've been working on a thing for 21 days now. How's it been going? Have you been successful? Have you guys, have you hit your first roadblock? Have you tried and you just, you failed miserably, oh boy. Well, let's reflect for a bit. I'll go first because, you know, I'm the only one with the microphone and I'm the one talking today. So uh, <laughs> it just stands to reason I would be the one. So for me, my ideal vision is me feeling, looking, being healthier uh, in my vision. That weight, uh, according to my body type and just what I know about me historically, that would be about 170, 175. And this is the update as far as Sunday morning goes. So I started this process at 200 pounds and I know over eight weeks, I'm not going to get to 170, 175. That would not be, that would not be healthy. So, um, and if you're just joining this podcast, go back to episode 23. That's the starting point for this whole series. Um, I weighed myself this morning prior to recording this and I am at 193.6 that's actually more weight than I anticipated losing at this point that's pretty much two pounds a week that I lost if you go on average so now this is actually uh, it, w- it would be considered encouraging right and exciting to me uh, but this hasn't been a straight line so this decline in weight it's more uh, up and down throughout the week uh, the up and down it's like spikes you know like on a stock market or or waves you know frequency waves how they just but they as but they kind of trend down there's still ups and downs, but it's sort of trending down. There was actually a day where I was down to 191 pounds. And I thought, oh my God, that's remarkable. And the reason I bring this up is because there was a time when I would look at that scale and I would see 193.6 and I'd be like, actually, you know what? I gained almost three pounds. What the hell's wrong with me? What if I I gave up almost three pounds? God, what a moron. All that work for nothing. And then ultimately I would drink, order a pizza, and just drown in my sorrows and until I could come up with another plan because clearly this one didn't work. The point of this work is that we're steadily becoming this ideal vision that we have of ourselves. It's a more holistic approach. Um, it's not ADHD specific in terms of the big picture. However, the way that I apply it um, and the specifics of the process, that's geared directly towards things that will work for those of us with ADHD specifically. Um, it could work for the normies or the neurotippies or the the uh, the non-neurodivergence, uh, I guess, but I specifically tailor this towards uh, those of us who struggle with ADHD. And today we discuss the perfectionism. Perfectionism, that's going to tell us that we have to do everything right or the whole thing is a failure. So as we roll down the hill toward our goal, perfectionism tells us that if we hit one tree or one rock on the roll down the mountain, we've failed. It's over. And I want to suggest a change in perspective. So some people will call this a setback, but I, I don't like that term visually. You know, I don't like the, the visual of, you know, like two steps forward, one step back. Uh, it's just uh, visually, they those tend to create misery in my mind. It's pain, it's frustration. Visually, it, it doesn't work for me because it implies losing ground, going backwards. But I don't believe that that's true. Just because the scale went up, If we can change this perspective and look at it from our initial vision, we're either in alignment with our ideal version of ourselves or we're not. We either do the things that that person would do or we don't. There's not a, there's no setbacks. There's only what uh, I view as like stall points and stall points are better visually than setbacks because stall points just means we've stopped. We stopped being in alignment. The result of that in my case would be that I would gain some weight. But if I look at this perspective solely from weight that I have to lose, that would be depressing. Because to watch the scale go up and down, my mood would be based on a number. And I don't want that. I say that we recognize that this process is going to be fraught with failure. It is going to be swarming with stall points or uh, loaded with losing. And yes, I love alliteration. And I would suggest that maybe we look at this kind of similar to a meditation, where we look at not being alignment as more of an opportunity to see just how soon can we get back into alignment with that ideal vision. And it is always easily simply just a nudge away. Set a timer, get the ball rolling. Let's take a look at how far you've come over the past three weeks. What are you doing differently now that you weren't doing prior to when you were starting on this? Have you, get, have you made any changes in behavior or perspective? What insights did you have about yourself that maybe you can carry on into the coming weeks? I find it helpful to reflect a little bit, especially if there's been a stall point. You know, perhaps I lose my drive, but when I look back, I can see, well, hey, I, when I look through a wider lens, I've actually lost six pounds. So I'm on my way to my ideal vision. And I know if I continue on, that this will continue to trend in that way. And even while my drive might be gone, I can keep my appointment. I can do my 30 minutes and just get it over with. Even if I cut this current progress that I've been making, was, I've been averaging about two pounds a week. If I cut that down to be like one pound a week, then I would be reaching my ideal weight in my, in my vision by the summertime. You guys. Just in time to just in time to get back into my bikini. <laughs> oh my God. But even bigger than my bikini, though it would be in, in that time, I will have uh, the experience. I'll have the, the habits in place and I will most likely be adding by that point, like what's next? Alrighty, so back to these stall points. Remember in this process, it's absolutely normal for us to hit stall points. It's, it's expected. Even to lose interest, that's totally normal, especially for the ADHD community things that were highly engaging and exciting can turn into apathy. And you know, like, well, I don't really, I don't really care. It happens to me more frequently than I like when it comes to like food and exercise. I might think things like, if I'm not motivated by my health, well, then maybe this was the wrong goal. And that's common for us to lose motivation for things, especially if that honeymoon period is over. You know, people like us were compelled to action by excitement. And that's hard to explain to people without ADHD because, uh, you know, they're Their talking point, in my experience, is that, well, we have to do things that aren't exciting. You know, life isn't always as exciting. So sometimes you just got to suck it up and do it anyway. And we don't possess that, that suck it up and do it ability. Those neurons, they don't fire in our skull spaghetti. It's just not a thing. I think excitement might not be the best word. It might be better to think of it as electricity. Like we need electricity to run the machine. If you plug the machine into the outlet, you can turn it on and it'll go easy enough. But what if the power's out? You know, that's out of your control. You can plug the machine in, but nothing happens if the electricity isn't flowing. So no excitement to to me. That equals it's incredibly hard to motivate. It's like the power's out in times like these. I lean on the timer and my ideal vision. I remind myself that motivation will come and go, but this vision of myself, that's my true north on my compass. So knowing that I can set my timer. And I can do my 30 minutes in just the quickest get me through this way as possible. Whatever is easy enough to get started without electricity. And nine times out of 10, the act of getting started, that's enough to kick the juice on and renew the initial excitement. For my work, that will look like me setting a timer and just half-assing 10 push-ups. And then maybe half-assing something with my bands and then maybe, maybe, maybe marching in place. It's, it's literally, it's seriously the bare minimum. What is the bare minimum that I can do just to be doing something? It's all the effort to keep myself in alignment and to keep myself doing the thing that I said I was going to do. And if you're stalled out, if you've hit a rock and you can't seem to nudge yourself, try taking the time to look at where you're at and where you want to get to and then pick Pick one thing that you can do that will move your needle forward. The process is, it's literally all about these small nudges that will keep you going. Like what's the smallest amount of effort that you can make that will just get you started? Remove any judgment or self-criticism about why you've stalled or how long you've been stalled. The rocks and the trees that we hit on the way to our goals, that's normal. There's no such thing as perfection. And I mean, we all know that. We all get it. It's on paper. It's crystal clear. And yet we're still going to be hit by it. We're still going to strive for it. And that's totally fine. In my view, it's our reaction when things don't go perfectly that will make or break us. So how soon after we stall out, can we nudge ourselves back down the mountain? Now, and as we go into the fourth week, my challenge to you is to remember to set that appointment every day. Remember to keep that appointment and set those timers. Take the time to reflect on where you started and where you're at now And above all, please remember to be cool with yourself during this process. All right, that's going to do it for this episode. Let's keep this thing going. Set those timers. Keep that appointment. And if you need some extra encouragement or you have questions or comments about the process, reach out. Guys, I'm here for you. All right. And with that, hope you guys have a great week. Later.